What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. As always, your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. And guys, it is my favorite week of the year. It is time for the start of the NCAA tournament tomorrow. March Madness is here. We had the conference tournaments last week. But before we get into that, we've got some major news. We saw some crazy free agent signings in the MLB office season. You had Bryce Harper getting $330 million over 13 years. You had Manny Machado getting 300 over 10. Nolan Arenado getting 260 over 8 years. Mike Trout was like, hey, that's cool. Hold my beer. Hold my beer real quick. Let me just go get fucking $430 million over the next 12 years. Well, 12 years starting in after the 2020 season. But dude penned a 12-year, or $430 million extension. Sorry, just got jumbled up with all these numbers there but i mean the biggest deal richest player in baseball now richest contract in baseball history he's going to make 35 million dollars a year insane insane i mean obviously he's the best player in baseball but it's still insane that 430 million dollars is going to this guy's pocket no matter what wild yeah i could make the argument he's worth more than that I saw the argument, and I yeah. actually wrote about the argument today. I, I think I, I'm by no way saying he got gypped. I mean, $430 million <laughs> when, he, when you're talking about that money in L.A., um, he's fine. But I think I think, I think think he could have been worth 500 I would say 500 is perhaps a better evaluation. I mean, the guy's war is like 10 last year, and he missed time. He's worth 10 wins, and he missed time. I mean— he puts together a healthy season, he could be worth 12, 13 games. Um, so, and like he, his war, like Bryce Harper's war was, was one something last year. I mean, it was 10, one, one year as well, but Bryce, Bryce Harper, very overvalued um, in comparison. Like, I think he, like their wars combined are basically Trouts or a little less than him, Machado and Harper. So, uh, I think it's it's a very good deal for the Angels. Something they needed to do lock him up long term. Um, their their free um, their farm system is is slowly building up. They used to be at the bottom of the tier. Now they're up to 14th. So they've really been trying to uh, accumulate some talent in their farm system to eventually help them out in a few years. Yeah, I mean they they needed it, like you said. You can't. You already got Bryce Harper fucking running his mouth that he's going to bring everyone to Philadelphia. Also, I guess no tampering rules in in baseball, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean you don't need you know that like the the way the sports climate works today, like you know that that's a possibility, and you just have to shut that shit down real quick. There's no opt outs in the deal, um, which is you know similar to what Harper got. Um, Anaheim slash L A is just flat out better to live in than Philadelphia, um, and. You know, he gets to stay with one team for, you know, assumingly the, presumably the rest of his career. Um, but they got to get him some help. They got to do something because, you know, you never know when it can turn into an A-Rod situation. $430 million is $430 million, but 
once you're making that for three, four years, all of a sudden the, the luster wears off and you're like, yeah, I kind of want to win a World Series. So uh, ship me to uh, across town, uh, the other L.A. team, New York or Boston, since those are the only three teams that can afford me. Yeah, no, it's true. And I saw a um, crazy, kind of a crazy argument today. Someone from ESPN, I think it was Sam Miller, wrote an article that he could have been worth double what, almost double what he they paid him. If you go by what the teams are willing to pay for war per win, they're willing to pay about $10 million. So you look at what his career war will be on the projections based off of him like regressing still, but being and this was based off him being an MVP candidate for the next for the first 6 years of the contract, being an all-star for years 7, 8, eight 9 and 10 and then still being like a middle of the pack player for the last two years of the contract, his war would end up being anywhere between 69 and or 65 and 85 or 68 and 85, I believe are the numbers. So if you look at that, I mean, well, it was it was 10 million per what per like win above replacement. So for your really, for, yeah, I would not pay anyone that. So that means if they're a two win player, you're paying them 20 million for their whole contract, like that career, like career yes. war. Career war, your wins above. The the formula was for your career war, every win should be ten million dollars. Based on it, it was based on like current that contracts. That seems like now. very lofty to me. I don't. Yeah, but I mean, look at the money these guys are getting anyway. But no, anyway, I, I mean, I didn't agree with the argument. Oh no, yeah, I don't. I don't agree. Yeah. He's worth eight hundred sixty million. I was gonna I think, say. The I, think, I think the angel, I think the angels would be absolutely screwed if they paid him eight hundred sixty million especially being that it would handicap the rest of their roster and clearly he hasn't he hasn't had pieces around him but they've made the playoffs once so if you double if you double the amount if you're paying him 70 million a year he's not going to get any more help you're not going to be a winning franchise so nice try but yeah and you got to figure that even if say Otani comes back and is just a stud pitches plays the field hits you're going to have to pay him 30 million dollars a year if he's a good enough, if he's a top fifteen pitcher in the AL, he is a solid outfielder and he hits the ball and he hits above two seventy. You're gonna have to pay that guy thirty mil. Yeah, you're yeah, paying, paying the for the, year as a the uniqueness. Mm. He, he killed it as a hitter. I think he yeah. was like two eighty eight, two ninety, twenty three homers in not much time. And his, his OPS was like near a thousand. I mean, say I, he gives up the pitching. Even as the player he is yeah, now still, behind the plate in the outfield, he's a $15 million player a year. At least, like, yeah. At least. So it's like you really – you've got two guys there that you're going to be devoting at least $50 million to. Yeah, I think there's a transition period um, that people don't realize when it comes to changing cultures completely from where he was to America. You know, So he did that well even with all the outside news and transitioning with his – you know day-to-day life even i mean i don't think that's easy at all i mean we talk about the transition college to the nba um you know changing hemispheres i mean the guy absolutely killed it so (laughs) i i only anticipate him to do even better going forward well that's why he landed on the west coast i mean it's the closest place to home for him yeah even though it's still fucking 12 hours away (laughs) Yeah, but no, I mean, that's crazy. Crazy. I mean, we'll see who else. Bregman just signed his with the Astros, too. They uh, bought out his two last years of arbitration. I have no idea what he was thinking. He, got, he wants he got to house. win. 
He wants to win. I, I guess he does. I mean, it's I mean, he's not like he's. It's not like he's making shit money. He's still making. No, but money. he's an MVP caliber player, and he's, oh, yeah. he signed for what seventeen million. But you know, the, uh, the Astros weren't going to sign him for more than that with their roster. They and he also him. got, like, what, two years? He got out of arbitration for, like, two years? For two three years, years, yeah. Yeah, they bought out two years of his arbitration. So that's that's huge right there. But yeah, no, well, I mean, we'll see who else signs extensions. This is, I feel like this is going to be the thing now that the market's been set by uh, Harper and Machado. They ended up where they are. You saw Arenado right away signed an extension. You see now Trout. I mean, this kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't really hear anything about this, and all well, of a sudden, that, that, that just uh, that embodies what Mike Trout is. He has no oh, ego. Absolutely. He has, he has, he's the way you should be. He's, he doesn't talk. He doesn't boast. He doesn't. He, his news doesn't have to be your news. And it was like, like it's kind of nice to hear that. Like it's just like, oh wow, like out of nowhere, this contract come up. Not Bryce Harper, this Manny Machado shit of. And I know they were free agents, but still, it was like they made it a. Like the circus. Ron does with his free agency. Yeah. And con- it's just, but, it's uh, like a circus. Unfortunately, you know who's got every endorsement deal in the book? Bryce Harper. You know who's got no fucking endorsement deals? Mike, Mike Trout. Trout. Mike Trout only makes $2.1 million a year off endorsements. I bet you Bryce makes fifty. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, wild. But we are going to move on, guys, because like I said, it is the best week of the year. I'll give up Christmas. I'll give up Thanksgiving just to have this another time throughout the year. Give me March Madness twice a year. I'll give you well, the other two holidays. Up Christmas. I don't back. even. I don't even care. I'll give it up because this is without a doubt the best right. weekend you give of it the up, year. I'm taking your presents. All right, that's fine. I don't yeah, get same. any presents. No one loves me. It's okay, um, guys. Obviously. We put out our betting article, our Bleacher Fans Guide to the opening round, our betting guide. We gave you picks for every single opening round matchup against the spread. We did a ton of research on this. It's it's, it's the guide. You got to go with it. 70% winning percentages, over 70% the past two years. No, 69 two years ago, 70 last year against okay. the spread. Still. Fucking, that's that's some professional number shit right there. That is winning numbers. Two years all documented, all documented, all documented on Bleacher Bookie. It is proven, guys. You gotta read this article. You gotta take the picks. I'm hammering every single one of those picks tomorrow. I'm taking that seventy percent, and I'm gonna win me some money. But you know where I'm gonna do it? I'm gonna do it at my bookie because I signed up using our promo that we have on our website, and that will be in the article. There will be a link to it, and there will be a link to it in the description. Before this episode, you get a hundred percent matching bonus. It's fucking no brainer. You put a hundred in, they're matching it with a hundred. Put the money in, get free money to play with, cover yourself there. No brainer. Sign up through my bookie through our link. Go place these bets in the article. I mean, Dave's on it, Sully's on it, I'm on it. We're all on it. There's nowhere else to be. It's a, it's a great place to be. It is a great place, especially if you're going to be taking some upsets in the first round and you hammer those money lines. Guys, what's your favorite upset in the first round? Um, I mean, the one that I, I don't even know if you want to consider this an upset really anymore, but the one that I like the most in just terms of I think is going to happen or I'm most comfortable betting on is Oregon over Wisconsin. Mm. Um, I think like you know, you know I, Wisconsin got shafted with that with that twelve five right there. Um, I know everyone on their mothers on Oregon, but like, there's a reason. You know, Oregon's coming in winners of eight straight, uh, really well coached team, which we've seen year in and year out proves to be something that's very valuable in the tournament. Um, 
And despite losing arguably their best player in Bowl Bowl earlier this year, Oregon's been resilient, and they've really they've really shown a lot. Um, and Wisconsin, there there really isn't much to them. Like most Wisconsin teams, they're they're a pretty boring team the way they operate. Um, and I just don't think, especially this team without, you know, the team that went far had had the Kaminsky's and Deckers and and Nigel Hayes, and that they were a little more. They're a little more pop than than the usual Wisconsin teams, and this this team just doesn't have it. Their star player Ethan Happ is he's just the most boring player in basketball. He he puts up numbers, but he's just so fucking boring. Um, so I I, I don't know. I, they, you can't really. I don't think I can see them going far, running an offense through them. I just think Oregon is going to really uh, really put it to them. Sully, what about you? I think we might have the same one, but I have a backup just in case. We, we might have the same one. Um, I'm just trying to see which one I want to pick. Yeah, are you, are you going to do, do the, the one we were talking about? or? Yeah, I was planning on it, but I have another right, one if you want right. to do that one. You can do that. So um, I like both of those two, um, the one Tom's about to talk. But I think, I think I'm going in on... Uh, Northeastern to beat Kansas. Actually, and I'll change. I'll ch- I like I like Northeastern to beat Kansas for many reason for few reasons, but I'll give you a more realistic one. Um, Northeastern versus Kansas. It, it's not the most likely. I'll, I'll say Belmont over Maryland is something I'm very confident yeah. in because we want to be um, e- extremely confident in what we're saying. But the, the best picks. Um, I knew Belmont was gonna was gonna beat Temple the other day. I told you guys I was like I almost wanted to write on it beforehand because I was that confident that um, Belmont would beat them. Uh, Maryland uh, Maryland is not an impressive team to me. Um, their Ken Palm ranking is twenty fourth as a six seed. That's that means they're a weaker six seed. Um, but uh, with with Belmont, they're a very fundamentally good team. They have a great offense. Um, they have a lot of players that shoot good from three. Um, they're 20th in offensive efficiency. Uh, so they're going to be a team that's not going to have trouble scoring the ball. Um, and, oh, they're third in the offensive effective field goal percentage. So extremely, extremely efficient. Maryland Maryland is a team that, when has Maryland made a run in the tournament? The two, they're, what are they, two and four? Juan two and Dixon six in first, 2000. Two and six versus top twenty-five teams. Not that Belmont's not a top a top twenty-five team. They aren't, but I mean they struggle against competition. Clearly, um, I, I, I'm not. I'm not feeling. It. I think Belmont has yet to win a tournament game yet, but I think they're gonna get. I think they're gonna get it this year, and then I think they're gonna beat LSU in the next round. That's a little bonus pick for you. A lot of people like that Yale upset. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I like the Yale upset, but I definitely, like we said in the article, a Yale against the spread there. Yeah. Yeah, against the spread, yeah. Well, it's 14 threes don't happen too often. I, I would advise against going with the 14-3 upset. Anywhere with the 1-3, to three, pretty much pencil them in. Yeah, no, I like that one. I like that one a lot. Um, Although one there, that there, I, there have been a quite a few 15-2 upsets in the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah. You had Mercer beat Duke. You had um, Lehigh beat Duke. You had Middle Tennessee beat. Yeah, that was right. Two beat, out of three. Uh, Michigan years State Duke lost. That's right. Who did, who did Florida that. Gulf Coast beat in their first round? Because that was a two. Mm. They were a fifteen seed too. 
No, it, it, it can it can happen, and obviously Virginia lost to UMBC a, a one seed. Um, if it happens, it's going to happen once during. If it happens, it's going to be one time. It's just the difficult part is picking that team, and now because you picked against that team, that team being a one, two, or three seed can make a you know expected deep run, and everyone else is going to be getting points for that in your bracket, and you won't. Yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely tough. That's 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 the risk, and I mean that's the risk in picking upsets, but especially like a two fifteen, like you gotta have balls to do that, like big ones. I'll tell you a team that's got some balls and that's gonna pull an upset off in these opening days. Number thirteen, UC Irvine over number yes. four, Kansas State. Tell this them. is right when I saw the bracket. I liked this one, and then when we looked into it, I loved this one. So UC Irvine is hot. They've won 16 in a row by about 15, I think an average of 14 points in each win. I mean, they play some weak competition, but still they're winning games by a pretty wide margin. They are the number one defense in the country from inside the three-point arc, which is wild. Oh, you know, Kansas State, they're going to have trouble with that. They shoot the ball well. They shoot 40.6% uh, from the from the field not too bad not too bad as a team and then they only allow teams to shoot um oh no sorry sorry teams against them shoot 40 percent from two which is great that's the point i was trying to make and then you know they only allow teams to shoot threes third of the time um kansas state pretty good on a neutral site they're four and one but you know does that really matter here march is a completely different animal you know they play in the Big Twelve. It's a pretty tough conference. They're twenty thirty. They're a defensive team. They're always a defensive. Yeah, team. they're they're gonna have trouble trying. They're gonna have trouble scoring the ball. Yeah, I mean they're they're twenty three in Ken Palm ranking because they're fourth in defensive efficiency, but yeah. they're hundred and second in offensive efficiency. So you see, hundred and second. Oh, yeah. yeah, you see that. That's, so you hate so to see that. Going yeah. against the best defense inside the three point arc, that's gonna be a huge problem for yeah, them. And and Dean Wade, their star player, who literally never plays. Is not, not playing. playing. Shocker, he's not playing. He played in one game last year, I think, against Kentucky, and he was he was clearly hampered, um, and he didn't really help them. But he, he that best player is still out, so uh, it's not like they're going to get any, um, you know, any more scoring help because I think he's their leading scorer at like 15 a game or something like that. So uh, I don't hear any players complaining that Dean Wade is uh, stealing an education from TCU. It's funny how or that Kansas works. State. Kansas or State. Can, sorry, yeah, Kansas yeah. State. Same colors. Fucking yeah. wrong Big 12 team. And, all, and also, <laughs> let's not forget, Kansas State did make the run to the Final Four. They did, but that was a very weak bracket. They had a lot. That that bracket was, that was the busted bracket. Or did, No, they went to the Elite Eight and they lost to Loyola, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, so they, they, they literally played an 11 seed in the Elite Eight and lost. So, I mean... They had the, the big win against Kentucky, but overall they had a very easy path last year. Um, as as we'll see, we, overall we definitely like a lot more chalk going forward in the bracket. But there are some, some value in some of these early round upsets. Yeah, I mean, do you guys see any sleepers making a deep run this year? Define a deep run. Uh, so there, like anyone below a 90 going to like the Sweet 16. I think that's a deep run for that team. Uh Oregon, Again. yeah, Oregon. Yeah. Me and Oregon. Dave are big on big on Oregon. It won't, um, especially with UC Irvine. I think we all like UC Irvine to be Kansas State, and if they don't, Kansas State, like we said, they're not the strongest. So then Oregon will have UC Irvine or uh, Kansas State. So that's that's not a tough path at all. Also, um, I know 
another crazy one is if if they can make it past their first St. Mary's if they can beat Villanova I don't I'm not a big I'm not big on Purdue at all I think they could see no. I'd rather play villain I'd rather play Purdue than Villanova in this tournament yeah that's that's a good one um and then I like I mentioned before Belmont um, I was gonna I say but I have Belmont going pretty deep I have Belmont yeah, going in the sweet the, 16 uh, LSU is yeah. a very weak three seed um I think their their rankings, their ranking is like 18th BPI or or something like that. So they're more of like a middle of the pack four or five, like five seed even. So um, I think the committee they did a good job this year. All in all, like we didn't talk about that too much. They did, they did fine, but that was a little misseeding there. Um, other than that, I got one more. You got one more, Dave. Yeah, I like I like uh, not I don't necessarily like, but Seton Hall. Um, they got Wofford in the first round, but next yep. they would go up against Kentucky, who, if you guys remember, they had that insane game with earlier this year, and they went back and forth in the last minute on, like, basically hitting, they each hit, like, three buzzer beater threes, and they came away with the win, um, against a really good Kentucky team. So, if they, you know, we, they've already proven they can, they can beat Kentucky. So, uh, yeah. you know, that's another team to watch. That's, that's a good, that's a good call. Yeah, who um, who do you guys think you think there's any um higher seeded teams besides the ones we already talked about that might lose in the uh, first or second round, like a one through three that's gonna lose early? I don't. I'll say first this, weekend it, early. Yeah, first weekend early within the first two games. Oh, within the first two games. I mean, you you got to think about LSU just because of the yeah. Whole situation LSU they're going is through. is my first team out. That's that's um. In, and then other than that, I think in the second weekend, I think you have to take a serious look at Nevada and Michigan. If Nevada beats Florida, I think um, Nevada's a team that has a lot of seniors. Well, that's the first weekend, too. That's this weekend, too. Those yeah, that's, be the, Saturday, that's Sunday. the first weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I'm uh, saying if Nevada beats Florida, then um, Nevada could knock off Michigan. Which Oh, is, right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think so. similar similar to that in that same bracket, Texas Buffalo. Tech sets Buffalo in the second yep. round. That's yep, a team. I think it's going to be a very good game, and that's a game I had trouble picking. But I, I inevitably, I'm going with the Texas Red Raiders, and I'm going with I'm having the Raiders go to the Elite Eight. But I, I think that's that's a really good game. I had a tough time picking. Yeah, Buffalo is terrible away from home, though. Yeah, they're so yeah. quick, but like they get like too ahead of themselves at times. Yeah, mm-hmm. they like they they run the floor really well, but at times they just get way too fast. They start making a bunch of mistakes. They turn yeah. the ball over. Um, another one I like Iowa State over Houston, six over. That's three another game there. I had a tough time picking. I'm I going back and forth. Iowa I State, I think they're just going to be so confident after beating Kansas, and then if they just if they uh, if they take out Ohio State too, that's another big name program that they take. Even though Ohio State's not the best team this year, it's another like it's another one of those programs that's always around in the tournament. Like you take them out, mm-hmm. you're going against Houston, who really struggled to get to the final in the conference tournament, and then barely. I mean, they lost by what five, but they still they were ahead at one point in the second half, and they end up blowing the game. It's like not not really great for them but yeah no i do like seton hall kansas as well dave i that's a tough one to pick i ended up i mean kentucky sorry um i picked kentucky in that one but i think that would be a really good game if especially if it's as close I do, as yeah I, I ultimately went with kentucky too but that's definitely one to watch under that criteria and then i think another game to watch which is if you're really ballsy this isn't this isn't the sweet 16 but 
Duke Virginia Tech is going to be a tough game for yeah, Duke. That um, conference game. It's going to be a conference game. Virginia Tech beat them, granted without Zion, but um, mm-hmm. you know they get they get Jerome Robinson back there, one of their most significant players, the guard, um, who I don't think they had versus against Duke either. So um, ten and one against the spread without uh, before he went down. Yeah. Duke? So no Dr- Virginia Tech with with Jerome um, Robinson. Oh, that's yeah, right. So, yeah. I mean, I think that'll be a hell of a game. I think Duke will win, but if you're really trying to play contrarian and go completely against the grain, um, Virginia Tech, if you pick that, you have a great chance of winning, you know, going really far in your bracket because almost everyone and their mother has Duke either winning it or losing in the finals to North Carolina. It almost sucks, like, having a team like Duke in the tournament because you know, like, there's so many things, like, you know, you don't want to pick them because, like, everyone their mother's picking them. But then you look at the bracket and you're just like, show me where they're going to lose. You know? You yeah, like, look at exactly. it game by game and you're just like, tell me where they're going to lose. Like, okay, I, maybe they get lose. maybe they get caught by Virginia Tech. Maybe Virgi- Minnesota State or Michigan State plays a game in their life and beats them. Like, it's just, it, 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 it's have, probably going to happen. Have, but, like, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Like, I did, did any of you guys pick them winning in your bracket? Yes. I have one bracket that has them winning, yeah. I'm diversifying my portfolio this year. See, in the I, in the pool, we're all together, and I have them winning over North Carolina. See, I don't want me, it to be that, but no, I know. See, I, just, I, I, I don't. I, see I think that's that's pretty likely, but at the same time, I think so many people will have that. So I don't see the value in that. And that means you have to pick a lot a lot of your early games like spot on. Right. So, I. I went a little bit of a different route, and I'm not going to have them lose early, but I have Duke losing to Gonzaga in the Final Four, and Gonzaga's the only team to beat them at full strength. And I don't think that's, um, I don't think that would be that big of an upset. I think it would be very reasonable and plausible. So I think that is, that's the opportunity with the most realistic chance, risk-first reward that I see um, to knock Duke out without, like, you know, Virginia Tech being the other that's much, much less likely. Yeah, I agree. And, and Gonzaga Ooh, uh, didn't have Tilly back then too. Sorry, they didn't have Tilly, the big, the big uh, three-point shooter for them. So they have him back, Kelly on Tilly. Mm. Who are your guys' elite eights? I have uh, UNC and Iowa State, Virginia and Tennessee, FSU and Michigan, and Duke and Michigan State. Solid. I mean, I get it. Um, yeah. Th- East, uh, I'm I'm probably gonna go Duke, Michigan State. I like the both those teams a lot. Um, I have Gonzaga and Michigan in the West, and I actually have Michigan winning that. Um, I'm really I'm still kind of undecided in the Midwest. Uh, obviously, I like North Carolina. I think I like Kentucky more than most people do, and I mm-hmm. I think I like Houston more than most people do as well. Um, so. I, I haven't even made a full call on that yet, but I would I could possibly have UNC, Kentucky, or Houston coming out of that region, um, mm-hmm. wow. and then uh, the South. You know, I, I think Virginia Virginia's got the easiest path to uh, to the Final Four. Um, I think I don't think there's any way they go down early. I think they're making at least the Sweet Sixteen, probably the Elite Eight. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I agree. With I think it's that. pretty hard to argue after what happened last year. I mean, they're a better team than they were last year. A lot of those guys are still on the roster. It's just that's a thing that you don't you don't forget. Like 
you know, people are still talking about that. No one remembers the 15-2. No one remembers the 14-3. People remembered the 16-1. and And that's that. If they have any type of balls, if they have any type of pride, they won't let themselves lose before the Sweet 16. It's just, it, it can't happen. Um, so I, I ultimately, I probably have Virginia coming out of there just because of how easy of a road they have. Like I said, the other elite eight team you have uh, there. Um, probably Tennessee, just because they're such a complete yep. team. Um, but I, I still don't like them in in big games um, against yeah. against a lot of talent. But I, I think Tennessee does a good job of taking care of of lesser talent. Um, they're well coached. Rick Barnes is a great coach. Um, so yeah, I, I have Virginia, Tennessee in that one. Um, but I do think the South is the easiest region. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for I, I sure. Have, yeah. I have Virgi- I have Virginia coming out of that final, f- going to the final four. I have Virginia and Tennessee there. Chalk there. East, I agree with you again. Both the Duke and Michigan State. Chalk there. It's tough to, it's tough to deviate from that. Um, in the West, uh, I went a little bit different. I have Gonzaga, Gonzaga, and the Texas Tech, the Red Raiders, number one okay. overall defense. Um, Villanova's toughest game all year last year in that final run in the, in the tournament was against Texas Tech. That was the only game that got me nervous. Um, there are points in the second half I didn't know if we'd win. We were only up a few. Every other game we really cruised. So I think they learned from that experience and are really um, going to take it for the better this year. Then in the Midwest, I have either UNC and Kentucky or UNC and Houston. Unfortunately, all four all one four one seeds I have in the Elite Eight, which I hate doing, but Same. I just think there's four there's five or six teams in this um, tournament this year that have a chance to win, and they're pretty much the one seeds. And I think it's the four one seeds. Um, and other than the one seeds, I really, I don't. There's not many other teams that you can make a case for. Maybe a Tennessee. Um, That's just how maybe. college basketball has been this year, though. Like, there's been yeah, since about the halfway year. point, it's it's been a clear eight nine teams that have been it, uh, well above everyone else. There's a line below yeah, those like, eight or nine. I mean, teams. like you look at you look at the three like the three seeds. Like you see three seeds like, a week aside from Texas, yeah. LSU. Besides, yeah, Purdue, you LSU, gross, like, LSU, ew. gross. Like Texas Tech, they have their defense. Houston is solid. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, no. Like two of them, two of them may lose very early. So yeah, so. you have the the eight, one, and two seeds, and then you have Houston and Texas Tech that are fringe teams, and then no one else is even on in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, so you guys have who are your final fours? You guys all both we have, have Duke pretty and North much Carolina. the same thing minus I, Dave I, has. I have Michigan winning the West. I have Michigan as well. So you have Duke, North Carolina, Michigan, and. Uh, and Virginia, but my Virginia. my UNC pick might not be final. I I I I am still contemplating if it could be Kentucky or Houston. But yeah, yeah, I have um I have those three, but I have I actually have Tennessee beating Virginia in the round of eight. I have uh, I just think they're gonna be they they've got their confidence. They beat Kentucky what three times this year, and they pretty convincing fashion. Two, two out of three actually. Two, uh, two, out, two out, out of three, three. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. one was a close one was right, a close yeah. game, and then. They blew Kentucky out the other two times, but I mean, one of which being in the SEC tournament. So it's it's. I think they've got a lot of confidence going forward. I think normally I agree with you that you know they they don't perform well in big games, but I think those Kentucky wins did something for the team and gives them a little bit of confidence going into the going into the tournament. So that was the only difference I had there. But I have um, UNC Duke as my final, which I hate having two ones, but 
I mean, I wouldn't mind watching that for a fourth time. I would. And then, and then, who do you, do you have? Florida State coming out of the West. No, I have Duke, Michigan, Tennessee, UNC. Duke, Michigan. Oh, Duke, Michigan, Tennessee, UNC. Yeah, Tennessee, okay. UNC. All right. When is the when is the committee going to learn to put like Duke and UNC in the same quadrant? Right. Like, it, how have we gone this long and they've never played in the NCAA tournament? Like I get, stop. Well, they're going for the home run. They want. I know. Stop trying. That's what I was just gonna say. Stop trying to swing the home run. Let's get fucking. It can happen. But you don't have to do it every year. year but be, like, this year they have a very good chance of that. Yeah, this year I think this is the best chance they have of getting it. I think. I just didn't see it any other way. Like I tried to. I mean, I could see Michigan beating Duke, maybe, and I could see UNC not getting there. But I think Duke and UNC just have the easiest roads, and then when they get to the Final Four. If they're playing anyone aside from if um, who would have Kentucky, you, who or, would have UNC? UNC or, would have Virginia. Kentucky. That would be a tough or game. Kentucky. Or Virginia would be a really tough game. But I mean, if they get like it, like I have it, if they get a Tennessee, they're gonna roll through Tennessee. They're a better team. They're gonna do what they did to uh, Duke. They're gonna get out on the fast break and transition, and they're just gonna score a bunch of points. They're gonna run the score up on you, but. I mean, I just don't see any other way besides Duke and UNC being there, and I hate that. I, I hate it. Two one seeds should be a sin. Yeah, I have like I think I have three one seeds in the final four right now. I mean, it's it's and the most uh, uh, statistically with the one or two one seeds are the, your best chance. But this year, I just I just don't see it. Like, I don't see Michigan State being Duke. I don't I don't think that's good. They lost that kid, Aaron's. Um, Gonzaga could lose to Florida State, I guess. Like that's that'll be a tough game for them. But Texas Tech, no, I don't. I don't think they match up well with them. They won't be able to. Texas Tech won't be able to score enough. Virginia, I just I have Virginia winning it all this year. I have Virginia over Gonzaga. I think it's a very good value pick. I think they have a, they have a very good chance. Um, saw some of the numbers. They have the one of the best chances. Uh, they're one of the best teams this year. I believe they're third and fifth in offensive and defensive efficiency, top five in both. They're they're so complete. Um, their offense is finally um, as at almost the same level with their defense. So I just think everyone's so um, afraid to pick them because of last year, and they just haven't had tournament success. And I do think Tony Bennett is a very good coach. Even with that being said, I do th- I I think he's a really good good coach. Even though they because remember. Once upon a time, Jay Wright was looked at as the bus coach in the tournament. Villanova had a lot of early round exits, um, so you can rewrite the story in that regard. They've won two out of the last three. Before that, there was a lot of times they were two seed. They lost to the UConn team. Um, so it, it, it's something that can change, and I think this will be the year, as Dave said, it's the easiest Final Four um, path to the Final Four. So I don't know. I think I think we want to get some value and likelihood. I think Virginia to the championship is really good value. You know what I noticed this year? There's very little blue bloods or like really big name schools that are that are in those middle tier seeds. Like there's you know, there's no Yukon that's a seven seed. There's no like it's there's just Kansas, but I don't Kansas, think it's Kansas seriously. A, a four is like that really I mean like you know, like I'm talking like I guess Maryland at six, but they haven't been done anything since the early two thousands. Um, I guess oh, you're, you're talking like a six to ten. Yeah, like I guess Syracuse I would say maybe at Wisconsin at five, but it's not a blue bud. Yeah, I mean Syracuse at eight is is one that comes to mind. Um, yeah, and there was one more that was kind of like that. 
Um, but I, I just don't. You don't. I mean, Villanova at six, but um, you just. Don't, I feel like it's really low this year in terms of of those type of seeds. Like you have your Nevadas and your your Texas Techs, your Buffaloes. Those are all the teams. Like I feel it's teams coming up that are filling those middle tier seeds, and the Blue Bloods either are the top seeds or just didn't make the tournament. Yeah, like in Arizona. Yeah. Just completely shit the bed. Seventeen and sixteen, uh, you know, lost, lost Shaq's son for the year, um, and then like you know they just uh, the Pac-12 is such garbage this year. Yeah. Ugh. What gross wrote about that? <laughs> what the Pac-12 is like? It's like being the the skinniest kid at fat camp. Yeah. Congratulations. It's not a great accomplishment. You, yeah. It's not. Like like I don't like the who do we take most seriously? Oregon. Yeah, I mean they right? won. It's it. Oregon. It's or oh Arizona State's already out of it, right? Uh they played tonight. Oh, the, yeah, oh they, they played play tonight. Well, they'll lose. Yeah, they're playing St. John's. They're one yeah, and a half. Lose. They're one and a half point favorites. But they'll lose. They're in the Pac-12, <laughs> and yeah. I'm not too high on St. John's. But and who does the winner of that? Who who do they play? Uh, that team gets Buffalo. Plays Buffalo, right? Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm, I'm confident Buffalo will take care of either team. Yeah, I think so too. I don't. St. John's has a, is a high variance team. Just of late, they've really kind of stumbled into the tournament. But shout out to St. John's though, the uh, local team for me and Jones. Um, it's, it's they're, they're a team that hasn't made it in so long, and they've really important for a lot of people, New Yorkers. Um, and Chris Mullins has done a great job turning that program around. Um, when he took them over, they were they were absolutely abysmal. Now they won 21 games this year. So uh, hats off to Chris Mullins, really just taking a, a, a team and a school that was dead in the water in St. John's. Yeah, no, he's he's really turned it around. They're like, it, it, there's a buzz around the city about them. You, you finally start to hear about them again. That whole, like, era between you know the the early 2000 to 2010 you just they were they were nothing like once yeah. Ron Artest left it was over yeah the St. John's talking about St. John's in New York or in New York City Long Island it was always like it's like talking about the Mets or the Jets or yeah the Yankees or the Giants it's, it was like one of those things it was but common. in the 80s like, and 90s they were the yeah, they were the hottest ticket was, in town yeah it was like like it's like who who are we playing today we're playing Georgetown like everyone knew about it you know, now it's like no one, no, no one knows. In, in part two, the Big East has been shredded to, mm. you know, shredded to pieces, which is awful. You know, goddamn. That's shame. why I hate Syracuse. People are like, why you hate Syracuse from New York? Because I'm a Villanova fan. They're our rival. I get people in upstate New York like Dave like Syracuse, but they're my rival. I, my my family goes to a lot of them go to Villanova. That's my squad. They were our rival. But anymore, it's like we're not even rivals anymore. The Big East is torn to shreds. But. Um, you know, St. John's is like you know, to hear what like Syracuse is up to New York, up upstate New York. So it's good to see them. You know, hopefully they can win tonight and you know get a little buzz around them. Even though it might be one and done, get get their first NCAA tournament win um, in some time. It still counts. I, it still counts. I actually almost went to school at St. John's. So did wow, I. Wow, fun fact. So yeah. did I. Almost went to school at St. John's. Was accepted. They gave me pretty. Decent little uh, financial package there, but then you know I was like, oh, I don't have to live in fucking Queens. It's also a suitcase <laughs> school. 
It's, yeah. It's a big commuter school. So that was what yeah. turned me off to it. But yeah. their, their journalism yeah. program is top notch. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is. Definitely is. Um, so, yeah, I think we went through that stuff. You guys, did you guys give your national championship picks? Mine was Virginia. Virginia, Dave? Ugh. Come back. Virginia against who? <laughs> Sully? Virginia against Gonzaga. Um, with Virginia winning it. You, you, you want to give a, a score prediction there? Oh, for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Gonzaga's a very high-powered offense, but I think Virginia will control the tempo. Uh, I think a middle to lower scoring. I'm going to say like 73 to 71. Nice. I like that. Very close. Very close, I mean. I'll, I'll go similar to you, Tommy, but I'm going to reverse it. I'll take UNC beating Duke in the national championship on grounds of experience and their ability to – turn a game over or you know ch- completely change a game in transition um i think duke is clearly first of all they're just getting back into the swing of things with zion they've had what two games with him um and they'll have three yeah three, three. um yeah. so i just think there's there's a lot more to exploit um on north carolina's end and fun fact about duke uh no team that shot under 31% from three has ever even breached the final four, let alone win the title. Duke shoots 30.3% from three this year. Tough. My answer to that, good sir, is none of those teams have had Zion Williamson. Because <laughs> <laughs> this kid, I couldn't believe how good he came back in the uh, ACC tournament. Zion's making Duke a, a well-liked a team. Yeah, yeah, he's he's just is, like he's too good not to like, and he's, he's just such nice. an athletic he's too, freak. He's too everything. Like. Yeah, he's just like a nice kid. He seems like a great kid. Like yeah, he's like, like, like he's like LeBron without the all the bad character traits. Yeah, comes from a good yeah, household did too. We, did we notice any of these character traits at this age with LeBron? Yeah, LeBron was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, called being called the chosen one. His yeah, al- his mom so. also used her son as collateral in a loan to get a Hummer. Okay. <laughs> well, there's that. So, and then we have we have Z- we have Zion on the other hand, who who came back for this, and he really didn't have to come back. And no, he did, and he was still going to be the number one pick. You know, because he he just got healthy, and it's like you know Kyrie Irving didn't play another game. It's like t- people usually take the easy way out, and he I respect him because he didn't do that, and the door was wide open. He's like, I'm gonna. I'm trying to win a national championship with my team. Yeah, he did and say he did say he could have come back two or three games earlier, but they were like, "No, we're making sure you are 110." Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you you don't you don't risk those games. You don't want yeah, you don't and you don't want to put him through what Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons went through. Yeah, yeah. and even in the, his in first game back, he went down a couple of times like awkwardly, and everyone yeah. was like, "Uh, uh." But luckily, nothing. Well, yeah, Dave, one of your guys fucking tripped him. <laughs> Erroneous. Erroneous on all accounts. <laughs> One of your guys tripped him. The, the, but, the Jay Williams, uh, the freezing cold takes of Jay Williams, just like telling Grayson Allen to completely embrace. Like, I don't care if people trip him. Embrace it. Be the villain. Blah, 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 blah. And now he wants fucking, uh, what's yeah. his name, thrown out of co- college basketball. No yeah, play. Like, could bad. not be more of a 180. And it's just yeah. it, watching them back-to-back is so embarrassing. Yeah, that it's really bad. But I think I like UNC's supporting cast better with Colby White, Nasir Little, Luke May is still there. Who? How is he yeah. still there? 
Dude, he hit the he hit the game winner in the last championship. What three years ago? <laughs> yeah, so three years ago, and, and then and then there was that thing when he didn't go to cl- when he went to class and they cheered and. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember that. What a fucking loser! Yeah. Who the hell wins a natty and then goes to class at nine a.m. the next well, day? Well, the only reason I would have went <laughs> was to get was to get cl- was to get like, was to get the, the cheers. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I'm going to boost my own ego. And then you go. And then go then how great would it have been if he just left after that? He just yeah, walked right out, like, put his hands up. Hey, thank you. He's all like, right, I'll be, here all, I'll be here never. Yeah. I will be here all week. You're gonna you're gonna fail him. All right, you're you just lost your job. Yeah. Hey, teach. Hey. Yeah. I guarantee hey, you got a four zero in that. that see what that hero did last night? No, I didn't even give my pick though. My pick obviously was Duke over UNC, but I'm saying sixty five sixty two as the final low scoring game. Gonna I'm gonna be a real. Game I'm gonna go seventy six seventy three. Yeah, I might be going a little low, but I think it'll be somewhere Duke, between like Duke, 65, 80, that range. Duke fittingly misses an open three to lose. Yeah, because R.J. Barrett's, Barrett's literally, like Sully has said this before, is just not good at basketball. Who? Not R.J. Barrett, sorry. Um, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish, not R.J. Barrett. Uh, put this in perspective. Zion Williamson shoots twice from the field that Cam Reddish does. I yeah. mean... I, I can't defend that. I mean, and maybe he's still he, gonna be he'll a develop top. eventually. Uh, I don't understand how he's a top five pick. I, I don't yeah. don't get it. Yeah. But he will you know. be. Yeah, he will he, be. He will be. It's a very weak class. And it then is those, a other, very weak those other draft. white boys Duke has, they're scrubs. White and what's that other oh, guy? Oh, yeah, White, White who hasn't hit a three since he, he was He can't do anything. He, like, gets four. He gets, like, four and four, and he, like. Yeah, where does Coach gets, like, K find these kids? Like, where did. What, I don't understand. There's the there's the other white kid who can't who can't play either. He can like hit an occasional three. I feel like I could have played for Duke with how bad some of these guys are. Oh, uh, I wouldn't take it that far. I mean, come on, Sam. Alex you O'Connell. Know, you know I'm about to declare for my second draft. Oh, that's gosh. true. You you didn't hire an agent, so you you both retained your draft eligibility <laughs> yes, and your NCAA and my eligibility. NCAA eligibility, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Alex O'Connell is the other kid. That's smart I management the, I right took there. The, I took the Le'Veon Bell route, though, and I just kind of took it easy for a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, well, you need a little bit to get black into playing shape. Yeah, I saved the body, but don't worry. I'll be ready for the draft. When's your rap album come out? I ra- oh, I didn't I didn't spend my off time recording a rap album. I spent my off time doing nothing. Oh. Okay. I mean, he might as well have done nothing. That yeah, shit is he, trash. Dave, hey, did you get to listen to it yet? Uh, yeah, I listened to forty-five seconds, and that was it all was I could bad. take. Yeah, it, it was bad. As, as with most rap music today, you know, I get about no, a minute he, in, and I'm... he was real bad. Sully, that's your guy. You can't that's talk my, about. I, about I don't care if he, he can be. He can be awful as he wants on the in the in the studio as long as he's good on the field. Yeah, well, well, that will soon to be well, seen. You know, challenge accepted, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd take him in. A, okay, I might not be able to make the NBA, but I could definitely take Le'Veon Bell in a rap battle. Yes, you can. I could, I could, I could torch this dude. Yes, you can. Yeah, but you know, that's a thing for another time. Maybe we'll have him on the pod one day to discuss, and we can we can go bar for bar. Yeah, he's been dying to come with on that baby back, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been blowing up my phone. I said, sure Le'Veon, not till you're back in the league. We can't take that type of media hit. We don't need yeah, any bad we, press. 
Yeah. We so, don't need to be associated with you. <laughs> now that and look, you know, he signed in New York to be able to be close to the podcast filming studio and uh maybe we'll have him on. Yeah. No, that's that'll definitely be happening. Once training camp starts, we'll get him on here. Yeah. But guys, that is that's it, man. That it was a quick episode this week, but you know, it's tournament time. We've had a busy week. We spent a ton of time talking about our picks and putting out this article for you guys. Make sure you check that out. We put a lot of hard work into that. Great picks in there. Like Dave said, 69% the year before and 70% last year. This article is proven to win two years in a row. It's going to do the same thing this year. Let's all go make some money together. I'll take 66%. But I'll take 66%. And guess what? If you deposit on my bookie and you 100% matching bonus, you're going to be fucking flush. So it doesn't matter. So go click on our codes in the link. Uh, to this, not the link, click the link in the description to this episode. Click the link in the article when you read it and take every single one of our picks. Do not fade Bleacher Fan. It's a horrible idea. It's a horrible idea. Follow Bleacher Bookie on Twitter. Follow Bleacher Fan on Twitter, Instagram, everything. Get after it with us. It's going to be a great weekend. We'll see you on the other side.